Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. And welcome to another 21 days of progressive fasting and praying. It's wonderful that you are here with us today. And today is day 19 of the 21 days. And our focus is conquering self. Now allow us to open up our Bibles to Romans 12, verse 2. And then we will skip to 1 Corinthians 9, 24-27. And I read, Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. 1 Corinthians 9, 24, 27 reads, Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it a slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. Today's thought is called The Ultimate Struggle. Mahatma Gandhi, a peaceful Hindu social activist in the 20th century, once said, If it weren't for Christians, I'd be a Christian. And again he said, I believe in the teachings of Christ. But you on the other side of the world do not. I read the Bible faithfully and see little in Christendom that those who profess faith pretend to see. What Gandhi speaks of has been the challenge among the believers of Christ for a long time now. We say one thing and live another. We say we love but we are selective on who we will receive it. We build groups that divide the body of Christ, and we lack in much faith and sincere charity. We pray, but don't really believe, or we struggle to see how God can actually be right when doing His will hurts our own feelings. This is the believer's greatest battle. The war with self. The flesh versus the spirit. And Satan enjoys exploiting this. This is what conversion is all about. Also known as the process of sanctification. It is in this process when we continue approaching God to deepen our relationships with Him, Christ begins to expose us. 
It is here where he reveals everything that is in us that is unlike him. This is a painful and emotional process, but it is a process that is absolutely necessary. For if we are not refined and purged of our desire to rebel against God, we would never be a good fit for the kingdom, and we would be very uncomfortable in the presence of God. Ellen White, an inspired writer in the 19th century, once wrote, The sinner could not be happy in God's presence. He would shrink from the companionship of holy beings. Could he be permitted to enter heaven, it would have no joy for him. The spirit of unselfish love that reigns there, every heart responding to the heart of infinite love, would touch no answering chord in his soul. His thoughts, his interests, his motives would be alien to those that actuate the sinless dwellers there. He would be a discordant note in the melody of heaven. Heaven would be to him a place of torture. He would long to be hidden from him who it is its light and the center of its joy. It is no arbitrary decree on the part of God that excludes the wicked from heaven. They are shut out by their own unfitness for its companionship. Steps to Christ, pages 17 to 18. This would be the very challenge we would face if we can't relinquish our will to the Father to be renewed. Hence, why Paul would write, of the intense struggle of the believer and the need to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We must die to self. But to renew the mind is a very challenging task because our emotions and worldly experiences are innately attached to our flesh, which is driven by the lust of our senses and the pride of life. This leads our flesh to constantly be at war with our spirit, which we have devoted to God. Both the spirit and the flesh now fight for ownership of the mind, and the one we feed more will be the dictator of our soul. Paul the Apostle knew and wrote of this struggle And in Romans 7, he pens his own struggle as he writes, For I know that good itself does not dwell in me, that is, in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For I do not do the good I want to do, But the evil I do not want to do, this I keep on doing. Now, if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is sin living in me that does it. 
Romans 7, 18 to 20. Paul is fully aware that his flesh remains in a state of sin. Yet, his spirit is justified through Christ. And as long as he stays committed in his spirit to the Savior, he can glory in his weaknesses. For Christ's strength is perfect in our weakness, and his grace is sufficient. See, it's not about being perfect. That was Christ's mission. It's about maturing in your sanctification, learning to live by the Spirit and not by your flesh. For we, if we live by the flesh, there is sadly only one place to go. But if we remain in the Spirit, the Lord has prepared a place for us with Him in eternity. So the real question is, which do we want more? Until our Savior comes, we have to fight to keep this body under control. We must beat it into submission and change it from a den of demons into the temple of the living God. We must prepare ourselves as a living sacrifice, renewing our mind in Christ day after day. And the beauty is, the more you submit is the easier it gets, for God will let you witness him making you into a new creation. But you have to keep fighting. This is the biggest battle of them all. And this is our ultimate struggle. And for those of us who persevere, we will have the right to the tree of life. And we will see the splendor of his kingdom in the new heavens and earth as we give praise, witnessing all the glory of God. So friends, stay strong because for this battle, you got a couple more rounds to go. Let us take a moment and think. Consider, how do you deal with yourself when your flesh says it's okay to sin? Or being honest with yourself, what do you feed more? your flesh or your spirit. Jesus said, For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and to lose his soul? Mark 8 verse 36. How would you answer him? And how does your answer reflect against your life? Lastly, let us pray and ask God to give us the strength to discipline our flesh, to properly manage our emotions, and humble ourselves to the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Well, saints, we thank you once again for joining us here, and we look forward to spending some time with you tomorrow. And as we are about to close this portion, let us bow our hearts in a word of prayer.
great and heavenly God, Lord, this is the struggle. It is almost as if as long as we are in this flesh, we are behind enemy lines. For our bodies are in a state of sin, and our spirits that have been devoted to you, in which we have given to you and confessed you as Lord, continues to fight against the sin that is within our body. Please, Lord, continue to have mercy on us every time we fail you. Every time we slip up and feed our flesh over the spirit. And Lord, please continue to draw us with your cords of love that will anoint our minds and allow us to see and experience the depth of your mercy and compassion, the depth of your love and what you have done for us that will draw our eyes more to you than towards ourselves. We do not want to follow the ways of the enemy, the ways of that crafty devil who put everything that you had given him into his pride that allowed him to think of himself over the kingdom. Lord, we desire to learn how to put the kingdom of God first. For we have heard in your word, if we put it first, you will give anything we need. And in some cases, what we want. For we have put what is right first. Please, Lord, be with each and every one of bless us and guide us throughout our days and every time we have let ourselves rise above you please humble us and put us back in a position where we can always be looking towards you that we may glorify you so that we are not glorifying in our own works but we will glorify in what you are doing through us and we thank you we thank you for your guidance and protection and we pray these words in no other name than the mighty name of Yeshua, our Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen and amen. Baruch Hashem. God bless you all. And may God continue to give you the strength to rule your bodies and prepare the temple for the house the Spirit desires to live in. God bless. You guys take care. And stay safe. See you tomorrow.